Welcome to the Variato Insider, a bi-weekly podcast covering some of the latest trends and things to know in cybersecurity. This podcast is sponsored by Variato, a next-generation employee monitoring and insider threat detection software provider. To learn more about how Variato can help protect your company, check out variato.com. I'm Dr. Christine Zwakor, your host for today's segment, and today's topic is covering trends to think about as we continue to evolve and operate in this new norm. So what are fads and phases that will soon pass versus what changes and impacts are here for the long run and so on. And we have a special guest with us today to cover this topic. Rolando Lopez is joining us here in Chicago. Um, I had the pleasure of working with Rolando for a few years during my career in aviation and I'm always impressed. Rolando is an experienced cybersecurity expert who has a ton of knowledge on incident response, security strategy, and much more within large corporations such as Abbott and United Airlines. He is also a certified cloud security professional and holds an additional global information assurance certification and so much more. So welcome, Rolando, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the flattering introduction, Christine. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, well-deserved and earned. Um, Okay, so maybe start out by telling us more about your background. Yeah, so um, like you mentioned, uh, I was at United Airlines. Uh, I've led a few initiatives there in teams uh, at United. Um, So from all aspects of incident response um, to leading the day-to-day cases that come in and security events that come in, triaging them all the way through remediation, um, planning crisis plans with them for um, higher level incidents and making sure that we practice it and build those relationships and plans so that it's a well-oiled machine when they come in. Um, I've also then had the opportunity to lead the awareness and strategy function. So uh, taking the flip side of it and how do we reduce the human threat um, to United Airlines and and use our employee base as that second shield, which you're, is probably very <laughs> close to home for you as well. You did a great job of setting the foundation for the program. Um, and before United was that um, Abbott Laboratories was part of a very small um, group of six or so individuals that started their global security function. So as you can imagine, jack of all trades from awareness, engineering to policies to you name it, we, we did it. Um, so got a really good chance to get exposed to all angles of security in that group. Uh, before that was a script started off sec- uh, security, taking it way back as a script kitty. So used hacks and hacked video games. So I was the person that I defend against now, um, <laughs> looked for ways to exploit games, cheat the cheat whatever detection systems I had and reverse engineer malware and, and just got really curious on it and never thought I could make a career out of it. But fast forward and now it's, it's, uh, it's a hot, hot area. So I'm glad I did. Yeah, absolutely. And I love your journey. It's such an interesting story. And starting from kind of playing around and doing your own thing to getting into this kind of small ecosystem, right, and building things from the ground up to going, you know, Fortune 100 and really looking at things on a global scale. So it definitely sounds like a valuable perspective to have. Yeah, thank you. Um, So there's been a lot of change the last few months, right? So what are the most abnormal trends that you've seen in the cybersecurity industry today? Yeah, so... Um, number one, and I think this will resonate with a lot of businesses, is just 
the change and impacts to day-to-day business and the employee, the way that employees work. Um, the number of, of companies that have had to shift from a castle and moat type of strategy where everything is protect the office building and you come into the office and you connect and that's all we have to connect or, or, and protect against for the major threats to now our employees are everywhere. Right. For most employees that for most companies that have those technology teams, which have access to that sensitive data and the systems back ends, um, it's protecting those employees from home and expanding their network to not just that castle and moat, but now these smaller hubs that are the employees homes and their networks. And how do you protect those and how does that shift the paradigm from a threat model that was so focused into something that now um makes it seem like your employees are coming from everywhere and looks abnormal when it's now the new norm Um, so i'd say the biggest shift um, from a technical standpoint is just that the influx of remote work and the expansion of of a network to not just that owned by the company but now the networks that are maintained by the employees as well Um, from a taking it a step above i'd say the biggest um, change i've noticed just in the people side of things um, is fear uh, there's such a huge increase in just fear across the globe um, related to anything pandemic related. Um, so anything that has to do with um, that threatens somebody's sense of security now is immediately top of mind. So if somebody gets a message that has says their friend was infected with COVID or has a mention of COVID or stimulus check or, or payment um, or any relief options, it's top of mind to them. Rightfully so. Right? It's a pandemic. We want safety. We want to know that our loved ones are safe. We want to know that we're we're informed of the latest, latest and greatest thing we have to do to protect ourselves and our families, right? Um, and as a result of that, what ends up happening is cyber criminals will take advantage of that fear and are increasing the level of, of phishing against these, these individuals. They're using COVID and COVID-related matters um, to try to tap into that fear. Um, and as a result, companies have to keep up with that. They have to, uh, awareness is a huge thing that I've I've noticed recently a lot of it's top of mind for a lot of companies because how do you protect against all of these like increased number of phishing and and raise awareness to these employees which are rightfully worried and scared um, in a level where the fear is increased to such a greater level during the pandemic has been has been a biggest shift I think uh, recently that companies have to really uh, account for because you can build up your wall as high as you want, but if the guard lets them in, lets somebody in, like what good are the security tools, right? Yeah. Um, and then also just with that fear, um, realizing that that tools like behavior analytics tools and insider threat detection tools, the the classic term of insider threat has changed, right? Like if you, if you speak to most individuals and you talk insider threat, they're thinking, okay, employee that's planning a logic bomb in case they leave or an employee that's doing X, Y, and Z that they shouldn't. But the paradigm has shifted now. So there's such an increase in attacks related to account takeovers and man in the mailbox um, attacks where there's literally somebody, it's no no fault like to your employee. Uh, they didn't they didn't let them in, but they for whatever reason, they were compromised. And now someone's in their mailbox and using that mailbox to pose as them. Um, so it's it's realizing that you it's the insider threat angle now has to encompass that anomaly detection in those users' accounts and realizing that there's something weird going on and mix baked into that the added angle of all that remote work now it makes it more challenging um, but I think it'll it's a good opportunity for 
the the industry to evolve and make solve that problem for these companies that are that are facing it either now or they will face it in the near future. Totally agree, a thousand percent. So you've talked about a couple of different trends and angles here, right? But what trends do you think will stick as we, you know, progress to somewhat normal at some point? What do you think will stick um, versus what might, you know, revert back once things calm down a little yeah. bit more? Um, so I think the evolution of of the security posture for every company will have to account for remote work um, because we don't know how long it's going to be before things get back to normal. So I don't think that's going anywhere. The fact that companies need to plan for remote workers, that they need to make sure that they adapt their security controls to make sure that they protect these employees is, isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Also, I think the fear will take some time to like dissipate and start to decrease. So I think for the, at least in the, until this kind of starts to settle, companies will still need to put a key focus into keeping awareness programs going um, especially in a time where resources are thin and uh, security teams, some security teams have seen had to decrease from 50% or sometimes greater just due to budgetary concerns to keep the business afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, so in those times, making sure that in that shuffle of resources that somebody doesn't accidentally cut the hand off too far down the line and cut off a security awareness program, that might be the first line of defense. And it's very sim- simple way to get uh, employees engaged and to be a part of the security and a part of the solution um, where security controls might fail. Yep. Um, so I don't think I think that those two are not going uh, anywhere anytime soon. Um, and the cyber criminals targeting anything they can that's related to COVID um, isn't isn't changing anytime yeah. soon. If anything, it might it might increase if if uh, if any new news comes out. Yeah. So just something to be wary of. For sure. Is there anything that you think will go revert back to like pre-pandemic times? I think right now there has been a trend that I've noticed um, just speaking to colleagues and peers in the industry in that security teams are having to quickly keep up with the business. Uh, and the business can change from one day to the next just due to a new regulation, um, due to a new story that went down that causes a lot of bad publicity and they're changing quickly. They're Tech companies are putting out new solutions quickly. Companies are rolling out new solutions to protect those remote employees quickly. It's happening at a pace that is hard for some security teams to keep up with, um, with the lack, with the resource constraints that they're currently facing. Um, so that's one I think that that is recent. A recent trend is just the amount of workload that's going on to these security teams to keep the company secure while enabling the business. Um, that will likely revert back to more normal and. Uh, normal levels after this all sets as teams kind of taper out and and the new norm becomes uh, the solutions that are needed for the new norm are in place and they're tested and they're vetted and everything kind of settles um that will i think go back to normal um hopefully (laughs) um for the sanity of my security colleagues and professionals across the world um, but that's one that I think a lot of security professionals are looking forward to. Yeah, that, fair, fair enough. I've had my share of just dealing with the overwhelming, as I'm sure you have too, the overwhelming pressure of working with limited resources in the security space. So another question that I have is, and you've touched on this a little bit, but what should security leaders do to continually adjust and adapt? Yeah. So number one advice um, I would give to a security leader in this environment is to stay stay plugged into the business. 
Um, the business is going to move a million miles a minute right now, and there there's new opportunities that will jump up. They might have a new campaign or a new solution that they're putting out or a new way to host a virtual meeting that might not be secure um, that they're planning. So stay plugged in and make sure that you're a part of the conversation and that um, when you're having those conversations, you're not a blocker. You don't, you're not seen as a person that's blocked in the room because then it's very easy to stop getting invited to those meetings. Um, so, so stay plugged in. Um, be that advocate. Make sure that they're making uh, that you're the voice of security in the room, but also that you're taking that information back to your team. Um, a lot of times, your team may be playing catch up and think that there's a solution that they're working on, and the business might shift course, and and they might spend weeks on that matter when priorities have re readjusted, and they could their time could have been spent doing something completely different, which would have added more value to the business and to the bottom line for their company. Um, so that's one thing I'd say is. Stay plugged in. Um, secondly, uh, I know there's uh, we've already brought up the issue of of resource constraints. Um, so in a time of resource constraints, I think it's very easy to see new problems and try to look for new solutions. Um, but but my advice would be to for some of those some of those issues, take a look back at the tools and and vendors that you already have. Um, many vendors out there are more than happy to come in. And you give them the problems that you're facing, and they'll tell you how their product can solve it um, with the existing licenses that you have. Because guess what? They want your money, and they want your business at the end of this pandemic, right? They don't want you to go to one of their competitors because they're able to solve your problem. So use and tap into that. Um, bring those vendors in, and they're an additional resource that can come in and help solution this for you. You're not alone. Um, and a lot of times, look for things that are not enabled in these tools. Um, but also look for trials, right? Like sometimes you can, if you if it's a vendor you've been working with for years, you can work out creative deals with them where they'll give you, let you test drive a product that you need to solve a problem for the rest of the year, and then might might jump into your license next time it renews. So there's there's a lot of partnerships that can build and creative solutions in a time of resource constraints. Um, so those are my biggest two I'd say. Stay plugged in um, to the business and look for opportunities to leverage the vendors and solutions that you already have and turn on more buttons to solve your problems. Love it. I actually thought of something too when you mentioned the first point about staying plugged in with the business. I think that's really important. I was having a conversation with a founder uh, about a week ago or so, and there's been a lot of pivoting, especially in the startup community and small business community um, when it comes to trying to adjust to all of the changes as a part of the pandemic. And I remember they were saying something like there was a disconnect between the decisions to pivot and what the tech team had already committed to like continuing to move forward with. Yeah. And so it's almost like they were building out two completely different companies yeah, and yeah. didn't even know it. And right. it's, it's such a yeah. big, um, it's so easy for that to happen too. Like, and it's understandable. Things are moving so fast and there's right. so much going on that it's very easy to get for a leader to get maybe distracted with something else that's going on and forget that, that even that one point in a meeting where, Hey, we're going to scrap this initiative mm -hmm. and forget that point and go and tell their team something else, and their team might still be working on the right. point that was scrapped. Exactly. So it's very important to stay aligned for these leaders, yeah. especially when they are limited on resources <laughs> as it is. For sure. Um, um, but I, I do like to give tactical advice along. So that's more like strategic high-level mm -hmm. advice. Um, from a tactical standpoint, um, given that, the, that social engineering is going up associated to this, a few pieces of tactical advice. <laughs> Um, to security leaders is to um, one like from a UR, from a phishing standpoint, um, URLs as a threat have gone up from 75% in 2018 to 85% in 2019, and it's a trend that's going up. 
Um, so looking for solutions that will protect you, your URLs and make your URLs go through a proxy of some sort that will protect your users from clicking um, and also make it easier for your security team to investigate um, is a way to go. Um, even better, if you're able to, um, blocking newly registered domains. Um, those are domains that are registered within a certain period of time, uh, typically like the last 30 days. Blocking those, those from accessing, bringing access from your managed devices or from your proxies um, is a great way to solve a lot of these phishing threats that are always uh, adapting. And if 85% of those links are, let's say, theoretically speaking, like 90% of them are newly registered, you just dropped your threat landscape by 90% and saved your security teams and incident responders a lot of time. Um, so from a tactical standpoint, as much as you can block newly registered domains, a lot of key solutions will enable you to do that. Proxy solutions, just work with your vendors on that. Um, and just to give an idea of what that what that prevents, Palo Alto's ran analysis on, on newly registered domains and their analysis concluded that 70%, 70%, um, it's more than, than two thirds of those newly registered domains are malicious, suspicious, or not safe for work. Um, so you'll save yourself just 70% of those of, of that 85%, yeah. right, is, is a huge number. Um, and the more that you can take off your team's back at the moment um, and make it easier, um, definitely take advantage of it. Also, multi-factor authentication, cannot stress it enough, um, is a huge um, block against man-in-the-mailbox attacks. So if you, can, if you don't already, um, get MFA on your, in front of your emails and your collaboration tools as fast as possible. Um, Microsoft ran some studies and said that MFA alone can block 99, over 99% of, of uh, automated uh, account takeover attempts, and, um, and that's huge, right? That's a huge win for your security team as well. Um, so those two, um, no, three uh, pieces of tactical advice I like to give that are more specific to like the current threat landscape and things that people can do. So a lot of really great points. So you've already covered so much ground. Is there anything else final that you want to add? Um, from a leader's advice, I'd say number one, just reemphasizing the point, like make sure your team's aligned. Um, it's very easy right now. I think every, it's like the world's on fire. Everything needs to be done quickly. There's less resources. So everything's a priority. It seems like, so make sure that you're, you're checking in with your team and asking them what their priorities are and making sure that they're aligned with yours. And they are also, again, taking those priorities back to your team from a security professional standpoint. I know there is almost like a hero effect that has come up during the pandemic um, with first responders getting so much light with so much going on around the world and um, hero stories that are going on around the world uh, it's very easy to feel like you want to take all that on yourself and you, even though your teammates might be lessened um, to feel the need to jump up and take take so much more um, so my advice during that time is just make sure that you're touching base with your leader too and sharing um, what your priorities are with them as well. Uh, make sure that you're managing up and that you're asking them what their priorities are and making sure that they know what you're working on um, and and that they help you realign those priorities if you ever feel like it's too much. Yeah. Uh, it's the only way we're going to keep our sanity. 
<laughs> Absolutely, and that we need these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Rolando, thanks so much for joining us today. That concludes the Variato Insider podcast for this week. Again, this has been brought to you by Variato, an award-winning cybersecurity company recently recognized with the Gold Award for Best Insider Threat Solution of 2020. Their solutions are anchored around four core pillars of cybersecurity protection, including employee monitoring and web filtering, workplace investment investigations, insider threat detection, and ransomware support. To learn more about how Variato can help protect your company, check out variato.com. Thanks for tuning in, and a special thank you to Rolando again for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm Dr. Christine Zwakor, the CEO of Cyber Pop-Up, and it's been our pleasure to share these insights with you. Until next time, stay safe and secure, insiders. Mm-hmm.